Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is your captain speaking. Welcome to First Class Focus, Houston's business podcast where we keep Houston's business owners in the know about what impacts them the most. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt as we prepare for takeoff. All right, hello, and welcome to First Class Focus, everyone. Here uh, on uh, Houston's business podcast, podcast, <laughs> we give real answers to real questions from real business owners. No fluff, no filler, just quick hits uh, on how to improve and grow your business. I'm Andrew Buchan with Action Coach Houston Inner Loop, and I'm Greg Mellon with Covert Marketing. We will definitely introduce ourselves a little bit more later on. Uh, but since this is our first episode, let's talk real quick about why we're here. Greg? Yeah, so, I mean, like you said, Andrew, since this is our first episode, it's kind of important to talk about what we're wanting to accomplish here first. Otherwise, what's the point? Uh, our goal for the entire podcast is to provide, like you said earlier, real answers to real questions from real business owners. This is not about picking what topics we feel like discussing. It's about taking the questions that we get from our actual listeners and then sifting through those que those questions every week and inviting local experts to come on as a guest and provide their expert opinion. So we're talking business management, legal, bookkeeping and taxes, marketing, sales, and anything else that impacts local businesses. Um, this might be in the form of identifying common missteps to avoid, tips and tricks to succeed, or really anything else that y'all happen to ask us about. Um, I guess even more importantly than just answering the question, we're really aiming to break down some of these complex topics in a way that anyone can understand and implement in their business right away. I mean, ultimately, knowledge without action is worthless. So what's the point in us having these experts on if you don't understand something in a little more detail than you did before you listened to this? Uh, speaking of which, why don't you tell people a little bit about how to submit questions to us, Andrew, before we dump, jump in? Perfect. Yeah. No, it's really important for us to get uh, the, the questions from the local community to really know what we what we really should be focused on asking. So if there is a question you like answered, you can call our number, which is 832-377-7998. Uh, and you can just leave us a voicemail. It goes straight to voicemail and it's uh, real, real simple to use. Um, the questions can be absolutely anything. We'll go through them. We'll check them. We can even plug some of the questions together and group them. That's not a problem at all. But it would be really great if you could just make sure that you always leave your name, uh, company information, or at least the industry that you're with so that we know uh, you know, who you were, why you're asking the questions. And also you get some credit and maybe a little shout out on the, on the podcast next week or the week after. Yeah, so... Considering that this is our first episode, naturally, naturally, we only just opened up the line for questions. So today, Andrew and I are going to talk about something that impacts all business owners, which is goal setting. Uh, but before we dive straight in, I want to take just two minutes for us to introduce ourselves a little bit more and tell you all about our background. Otherwise, why should you bother listening to us, right? What do we know that others don't? So, Andrew, why don't you take just a minute to tell people about you and your background so they can get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, as I said, Andrew Buchan, I'm the owner of Action Coach Houston Inner Loop, where we work with business owners to grow their business systematically without a bunch of trial and error and wasted cash. Uh, I've worked in businesses, building businesses for over 20 years uh, in seven different countries, 
in industries of aerospace, oil and gas, automotive, consumer plastics. So literally from Apache helicopter parts to Nerf guns uh, and almost everything else in between. You know, really have a true multi-industry, multicultural, multi-location background uh, that I'm able to use those experiences when I'm working with clients uh, and working on their business. What about you, Greg? Yeah, and that's exactly why I like talking to you about business, Andrew. It's like no matter what problem I bring you, you've heard it 10 times before already. At least. Yeah. So uh, again, my name is Greg Mellon. I'm the founder at Covert Marketing, where we help business owners stand out online and generate a consistent flow of new sales leads each month. Uh, that's usually in the form of website design, Google ads, and search engine optimization, or SEO. Uh, personally, I've been in marketing for a little over a decade. In that time, I've created and managed over 100 brands. Uh, we've generated a little north of $2.5 million in trackable sales for our clients. In the earliest days, I actually got my start in national security, where my goal as our one-man marketing show was actually to make sure that nobody knew that we existed. So originally, my goal was to keep our company in the shadows. In the meantime, you've learned a lot about how to stand out online when you're doing that. So now I use those powers to help local small business owners stand out online and help grow their business. But again, so like we mentioned earlier, uh, since this is our first episode, we had to come up with our own questions since we haven't had any submitted yet, just to kick things off while everyone calls in with their own. So like we said, today we're talking about goal setting and more specifically, what's the point of setting goals when everything's changing so quickly these days? Now, for Andrew and myself, the nice part is that this topic applies to both of our areas of expertise. Goal setting impacts business management and growth just as much as it impacts marketing. So I'm actually really stoked for us to talk about this today. Uh, Andrew, why don't you kind of tell them a little bit, starting with, I guess, at a top level, why are goals important in the first place and why should we care about them? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great question. I mean, goals are so important, so important of your personal life inside of, uh, inside of your business and everything that you really do. Um, it really is something that sets your brain to its kind of the north direction of the direction that you want to travel in and where you want to get to. But one thing, I guess, you know, just to talk about, and I, and I talk a lot about it uh, with people that I come in contact with, is that, that little bit of a difference between dreams and goals as well. And, and actually, I guess to start off, you know, there's, a, there's this little formula that we use uh, that is kind of the, the success or the secret to life, the success in life. And that really is you take your dreams, you multiply them by the goals, you multiply them by your learnings, you multiply them by your, the plan that you have, and you multiply them by the action. And putting them all together uh, enables you to to put the success uh, that you that you ever dream about in, into reality. Uh, one of those things. So when we're talking about dreams, uh, your dreams really have to almost scare you. You know, if you know how to get to your dreams, uh, and Greg and I were talking about this today. We we're talking about putting uh, putting our company names on a, on a building <laughs> in downtown Houston. Right, that is a big dream. You, we don't know all the steps on how to get there, but that's a big dream. Your goals are limited by how big your dreams are. So if you've got very, very small dreams, you're going to have small goals. So you really should be putting your dreams out there, not even having a clue on how to get them, but that's what you want out there. Your goals are those five-year, you know, up to five-year goals that you're, you're putting out there. And you maybe don't have every single step planned out, but 
you can see a logical succession of things that you need to do to get to those goals. So once you know your goals, that's when you can really plug in, okay, well, how do I learn what I need to learn to get those goals accomplished? Uh, it's an important part is, um, you know, the person that you are today probably doesn't know how to achieve those goals, but the person that you'll be in the future through the learning and planning and, and all the action will be that person that gets them. So it's an important piece to, to tie together as well as the planning and action. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that uh, in this episode and, and probably a lot more in, in future ones. Um, but going back to the goals, I mean, what I said at the beginning is that, you know, it kind of sets your, the plan for your uh, brain. So there's a thing called your uh, reticular reticulating activation system, right? RAS. We'll say RAS from now on because it's a lot easier to say, but that's that thing in your brain that um, searches out and focuses on all the different things that you are putting in there for your goals. Um, a great example of that is, um, you know, if, you, if you're looking for a new car and you decide you're gonna buy this car, whatever that is, it's gonna be a, ble- a black uh, Jeep, let's say, mm-hmm. um, and you go to the dealership and you buy and you go, this is just the one I want. This is it. You know, you've focused on it. You've got everything. You're driving out of the parking lot of the dealership. And then you notice every single second car around is, a, is another black Jeep. You're like, man, there's a lot of these around. It's because you set your RAS to that black Jeep and it's really, really focused on there. So you can do that for anything. If you focus your goals, you set them on there, you're writing them down and, and all the best ways in how to do that, putting that on paper. Um, you are setting your res to really focus on what that is. I mean, there's so much information that comes into your head all the time. Uh, your brain's really good at filtering most of it out because you'd be in complete overload. So you want to make sure that you're helping yourself by allowing in the information and the opportunities that are really tied together with your goals. Oh, man, information overload. I totally can't relate. No idea what that's like. Heavy sarcasm. It's like it's, on a daily. It, it happens. So then... So then what about this? Because I think the, the next step, or at least what comes to mind for me when you're talking about this, is you know we kind of have two separate schools of thought, right? There's personal goals, there's business goals. What about how to translate goals that you might have for the business in a way that actually helps support not just yourself as the individual in the company, but also your team? So how can you, or I guess maybe what's the importance of having a goal that you're sharing? With your team and not just internalizing. Oh yeah, that's that's really good. I mean, you know, especially as as uh, as as your business grows, uh, you're adding team. There's there's more people. There's more personalities. No one's the same. And you want to be able to harness that individualism of all the different people. But having a common goal is one of the most effective ways to get as much productivity, efficiency, everything out of your uh, out of your team. Um, so as you go through that, making your goal, we'll go through what makes a good goal in, in a little bit, but making that goal very visible to everyone to make sure that everyone can see it, everyone knows what that goal is, and also how they play a part in their daily activities uh, to get that business to where that goal is and, and how important it is. Yeah, so it's essentially like a North Star for your mm. team, right? Kind of, or at least what my experience has been, maybe yours has been different by have, setting a goal, communicating that goal to your team, really what it does is sets them up for success to the point where they know what direction you're headed in, they know what the final destination is, mm-hmm. and by knowing the reasons behind that goal as well, which is equally important, they're able to make decisions on their own without you that align with the goal that you are all attempting to 
pursue. So it actually says of your time as a business owner or as a manager, because now some of these simple questions that would normally be brought to you are able to be solved and resolved and pursued by your team because they know where, what the goal is. Is that oversimplification or? No, I, I think that's really good. I think it definitely allows you to hand over some authority to your team. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. To authority. Authority. Yeah, to allow them to to get things done. I mean, especially if you've got a, you know, no no blame culture that mm-hmm. you know most businesses are going for. You know, you don't want to punish people for attempting to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And if it you know if it works, it doesn't. You know, that's that's here or there. But um, when you're when you have that common goal out there and everyone knows what they're driving to, it, it just makes it gives them a lot more clarity on which decisions they should be taking. Yeah, uh, it makes it good. No, it, it, I mean, exactly. I think specifically from the marketing mm-hmm. perspective too, usually I think that's one of the things that we see in our business a lot that business owners fail to do where they have this great idea for a campaign, but without establishing a goal in advance of launching that campaign, there's really no way to measure whether or not it's actually effective. Mm-hmm. So what are you aiming for in this campaign? Is your goal for exposure and likes on social media and following? Are you looking to generate a target number of leads, a target uh, a dollar amount in sales volume? But so many people get so caught up in the creative or the logistics of a campaign and fail to identify a goal in advance. So what they do is they latch on to whichever metric of the campaign is most favorable to them. Mm -hmm. If it's on a management level, usually they're cherry picking information so it makes them look good so they avoid any sort of blame. If it's at an executive level, they're just focusing on whatever makes them feel good about the decision that they made. But at the end of the day, it's usually very self-serving and you don't want your campaign's effectiveness to be determined by the ego or the individual, what they stand to gain. You want it to be measured or its effectiveness to be measured on some sort of objective, quantifiable metric. So I think that's one of the things that we come into most frequently from a marketing perspective, specifically as it relates to goal setting. Yeah. But I guess that kind of leads into what we wanted to talk about as well, which is what are some of the biggest mistakes that people make whenever they're setting a goal? I mean, I'm sure you have even more examples about this than I do, Andrew. Yeah, no, I mean, I think... and. Now, what you're just saying, you know, setting all those measures up at the beginning before you even start the activities is really what, you know, you're talking about with, with where you are. But there is, there is, a, you know, there's, there's probably more ways to do things wrong than there is the right way to go through it, maybe <laughs> in some of this. But when we're, when we're talking goals, I always like to use the simple uh, SMART, SMART goals. Uh, and SMART stands for Specific, measurable, attainable, results oriented, and time bound. Uh, there, there's other little things out there, philosophies that other people use inside of them, but mm-hmm. those ones definitely work the best. Um, so making sure that you cover that um, across, you know, across the goal is, is is very easy. So like health and workout, right? You've probably had a couple of health and workout kind of goals in the past, Greg? A couple dozen. A couple dozen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, a classic is, um, I'm, I, my goal is to lose weight, right? So if you right. say, I'm going to lose weight, okay, so how is that a smart goal? Let's go through it. You look at it, you're like, well, it doesn't cover, cover all those. But if I was to say, um, I'm going to lose 15 pounds by, you know, exercising four times a week, and I'm going to lose that 15 pounds, you know, you know, or over three three months. So is that that's a lot more specific? Mm-hmm. Um, 
it's a lot more measurable. 15 pounds. You got that, you got that weight. And we actually, we even went into a little bit of how to do it as well, yeah. but you could measure how many times you're working out. Um, attainable. Yeah. You know, and that's sometimes you hear that, right? Oh, I'm going to lose 10 pounds a week. Well, that's not the best idea. Yeah, it has to be based in reality, right? Yep, so I would like to be a millionaire by tomorrow. Hey, that's great, but that's not exactly based in reality. So maybe let's make it a little bit more achievable. Yeah, yeah achievable and, um, yeah, the results uh, orientated and time-bound. Yeah, if it's going to be over the three months, that's perfect. You've worked it out. You've put it all together. Mm-hmm. It, helps, it helps doing that. You know, writing that down is so important and i think that goes into a bunch of psychology as well with you know how important that when you put pen to paper physically writing it out and and putting it into your long-term memory and everything else but that commitment by actually writing it down really increases it the 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 best way to uh to achieve a goal is once you've written it down is to share it with someone important to you as well oh god the accountability and then that absolutely even if that person's not even checking up with you every day or doing anything but you've just already told someone what you're going to do and and how you're going to do it and what that smart goal is Mm -hmm. it really is a big part to um to what to what we're going through yeah and what i like a lot about your example too is that by setting that smart goal you're able to break it down not at just a macro level this is the big picture goal i want to achieve but also breaking it down into the individual supporting actions. How am I going to do it? I'm going to exercise at least four times per week. And even going so far as to say, I'm going to go at this time every mm-hmm. day. But not just having the big picture, but the individual supporting points of how you're going to achieve it. So, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no. So, I mean, because you probably get a lot of those different types of metrics out there. What you look at all the different ones in marketing, what ones work, what ones don't. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, gosh, all the time. And I think that's, it kind of goes back to what I was mentioning on earlier. Probably one of the biggest enemies in marketing is vanity metrics. These are metrics that make you feel good, but don't actually move the needle for your business. Um, probably the easiest examples all revolve around advertising. So it's something that a lot of people can relate to running ads for their business. So what this is, you know, vanity metrics is really just cherry picking those different data points. Like, for example, I ran an ad on Facebook. And that ad got 100 likes. That's fantastic. Did you have a goal in mind before you started this campaign? Probably not, if that's not, if that's the metric you're focusing on. Okay, so your Facebook ad got 100 likes. How many new leads did it generate? What's the total dollar amount in sales volume that you can trace back to that campaign? If you don't identify those goals in advance, then you're always going to fall. You're always going to come up short. Or even similarly. I see a lot of other marketers that brag about the amount of ad spend that they manage or the number of impressions or clicks that they generate. I mean, to be frank, if you're talking about the number of clicks without talking about the number of leads or sales that came from it, why does that matter? You're not paying your office rent or your payroll in clicks. You're paying in dollars. So the important part is really to avoid those vanity metrics and you avoid those by identifying your goal from the very beginning. But... I guess that's a, that's a good segue to what we were wanting to talk about as well, which is just how to get started then. So how do we avoid those vanity metrics? How do we set realistic and achievable goals? I mean, where do you usually start when you're talking to, your, to uh, some of your clients, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, we tie, you know, we got to tie it down to activity. Mm-hmm. And those activities, can't we can make them micro-level goals as well as we go through them. But that's really how we tie it down and then break it down into time segments that we can we can do that. So I guess if we were, you know, to go through an example, most businesses, I'm sure, would have um, an, you know, an example of wanting to increase revenue, right? I yeah. don't think there's many businesses out there that 
don't want to. Not too many businesses that want to decrease the revenue. That's for sure. Absolutely, for sure. Um, so you know, let's let's take a quick example off the top of the head, right? Mm-hmm. So if we were wanting to increase our revenue this quarter by just you know, three thousand dollars per month reoccurring, right? So every time we sign up, you know, it's it's a monthly kind of mm-hmm. deal that we're working with clients, and um, uh, three thousand dollars increase per month by the end of the by the end of the quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we think about that, uh, you know, we really have to dig into how many. In our, or what's our monthly average monthly uh, reoccurring sale for for a client? So if it's let's say two hundred and fifty dollars is the average that client would spend with us mm-hmm. in um, in a month, we're going to need to have twelve clients per month. Twelve clients over the quarter. Twelve clients over the quarter to have that oh, reoccurring right, right. revenue every single month of that three thousand. Got it. Yeah. So you know, depending on how good our sales process is. Uh, which, which is a whole different question in itself. Whole different, whole different co- pod, uh, podcast there. But you know, say that, you know, to get twelve new clients, we're going to have to do twenty-four proposals. We'll call it proposals, quotes, whatever we want to mm-hmm. do there. So we're, you know, maybe we're, we got a conversion of fifty percent, which uh, I know a lot of people would be very, very happy about. And I'm, yeah. and I'm using simple maths here. So good, because I'm a marker. I'm not. I'm not good at math. Perfect. Clearly, as I've already uh, demonstrated. So we got twenty-four. Uh, we got twenty-four. Uh, prospects uh, proposals we've got to sorry proposals we got to get out mm-hmm. uh over uh, over this time so if we have 13 weeks per quarter uh we can break that down it, it, it's, it's a little bit that so it's like two per two per week right yeah two mm-hmm. per week is what we're talking about mm-hmm. so two per week we got to get out so okay if we're if we're working out two per week proposals out of our business how many leads how many conversations how many um introduction phone calls whatever you want to call it inside of your business how many do you need to do to get that two out every single week because that's going to build you up in a nice linear fashion all the way thing you're going to have highs and lows and everything else but what's the activity needed to get that done uh you know a good average you know a lot of businesses you you maybe be for for two proposals maybe 10 conversations a week so you, then you can really dial it down to that's the number of conversations the number of proposals the number or sorry the number of uh introductions mm-hmm. leads referrals whatever your whatever terminology you're doing so 10 per week two per day you've got it written down so you're knocking them off every single day you're setting your goal you're setting your res uh, this is what i want to do every single day uh, if you knew you had to talk to two business owners every day to get your goal at the end of the quarter mm-hmm. Knock that out first thing. Well, yeah, exactly. And I mean, basically what you're talking about, I, I like your approach a lot more because essentially what you're doing is you're picking the goal, you're picking the timeline you want to accomplish it by, and then you're essentially reverse engineering. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's there's other ways you can do it as well. I mean, you know better than anybody, there's about a thousand different ways to set a goal. You might say, I want to increase the number of people that I'm talking to every single week to 10 people per week. Mm-hmm. And you can come to that same result. Yep. Talking about, okay, 3,000 per month in new revenue in the next quarter. Personally, because I like to oversimplify things, I like your approach much more with picking what you want the end result to be and then analyzing and reverse engineering the steps of how to get there. But maybe that's just how I prefer to do it. No, I mean, it also gives you that opportunity to, you know, when I went back to that formula at the very beginning, right? Your your dreams times your goal times learning, right? So learning part, what do you need to learn? If you want to go learn business, this this week, this month, where do you start, right? You, you could look at anything. I mean, the topics are vast and, and audacious or right across the, the board there. So how do we start looking at 
Um, what is it specifically that I got to do? So if you know that activity that you've got to do every day, uh, if it's networking and that's how you're going to do it and you want to get meet two new people every single day through networking, that's what your focus and learning is, right? Yep. Measure yourself on that, those two per day. If that's not working, that's the books you're going to read. You're going to read a lot of things about networking and figuring out how you can get that uh, those uh, those two two per day to get it to get it figured out. Well, exactly, eat the elephant one bite at a time, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, we want to make sure and keep these pretty short and sweet since we're talking to business owners and most of us don't really have a lot of time available. <laughs> so we're going to make these pretty short and sweet. But as part of our show tradition, uh, we're going to ask one consistent question to every guest as they come on the show, and that question is specifically the entrepreneur's dilemma. For anyone who isn't familiar with it. The Entrepreneur's Dilemma essentially says that there are five overarching themes to life, and those are family, friends, health and fitness, sleep, and successful business. But The Entrepreneur's Dilemma is that we can only pick three. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Andrew, for you, which three do you usually prioritize and why? Yeah, for me, let me think, you know... Depending on which day of the week it is and where my mindset is, you know, I think they might be continuously uh, rotating for me. Uh, but if I was if I was thinking today, uh, family, health and fitness, and uh, successful business, I think right now is the ones that I've got I've got very very focused in. You know, the reason for for me, you know, whether it's the family that uh, that I'm going to create or that's the family that I have today. That's that's why I'm working. That's why I'm building my business. That's why I'm helping people around and working through that um, is is definitely a big focus. Health and fitness. If you have a healthy body, healthy mind, everything else is achievable. Uh, you know, you don't have to sleep as much. Everything else is more effective. Uh, for me, I find out the hard way that uh, it's a it's a key part. Uh, definitely, with all my traveling over those countries and everything that I spent time doing. Uh, it was easy to deprioritize health and fitness um, when you're sitting in air, air terminals and, and traveling the world, um, and it's it's easy to let go of. And, and after you know, after I found out that that's not how I wanted to do things, I really prioritized it uh, up, and uh, it is a big focus of everything I do. Part of my goals and, and my objectives, I have I have that little thing I got to do, and I try to knock it out first thing in the morning uh, to make sure that I'm getting to my goals. Uh, inside of my health and fitness and then successful business with that mm -hmm. I think everything else comes together for me what about you Greg yeah, it's funny you mentioned I like to think that that health and fitness is one of my priorities but realistically I don't think I can honestly say that it's one of those things we just tell ourselves to feel good personally I like I of all the times I've heard this question I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it's constantly rotating I think that might be one of my favorite answers I've ever heard personally um, like you said at least for today the ones that I prioritize are definitely uh, sleep, friends, and a successful business. Um, family, for the most part, none of my family lives here in town. So most of that is just focused on, you know, I keep in touch with my sisters. Mm -hmm. So uh, other than that, it's I really get a lot of recharge, recharging my social battery by spending time with friends and have, maintaining those connections sleep i'm just cranky when i don't get a full eight hours man i don't know about you <laughs> i just i need that sleep to switch off and hit the reset button before the next day um and also obviously what business owner does not want a successful business if uh, you're asked entrepreneurs to land on the successful businesses and isn't in there that top three there's probably some deeper soul searching to be done there mm -hmm. absolutely for sure
But uh, yeah, but before we wrap things up today, um, let's give people some ways to find us. So uh, Andrew, where do you want people to find and follow you? Yeah, the best way is just to go to actionhtx.com. That will take you to the full website and all my contact details and everything else there. Or always look for Action Coach Houston Inner Loop. Uh, and you'll also find a bunch of other ways to contact me. Great. And yeah, for uh, us, you can find me at covert, C-O-V-E-R-T-M-K-T-G.com. That's covertmktg.com. So until next week, remember to subscribe for new episode notifications and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, we want all of these Houston business owners listening. If you have a question that you'd like answered, Call our question line at 832-377-7998 and leave us a voicemail with your question. Don't forget to mention your name, your company name, or at least your industry so we know who to give credit to whenever we discuss your question. And then last but not least, this podcast is only made possible by our stellar referral team, First Class Referrals in East Downtown. We meet every Wednesday at 7.30 a.m. via Zoom. If you're looking to grow your business and like referrals, Register to visit our next meeting at firstclassreferrals.com. That's it for today. I'm Greg Mellon. I'm Andrew Buchan. We're now free to move about the cabin.